0: In this episode, discover how a narrow escape on a lane and a half road in Kentucky from a Ford LTD turned into one of our most unforgettable rides and roads. Hello, and welcome to Best Motorcycle Roads. I'm Tom. And I'm
1: Todd. And we have over 30 years of motorcycling experience and 15 years of
0: planning and riding motorcycle trips. We're here to share what we've learned with you. Our goal at Best Motorcycle Roads is simple. Make your next motorcycle trip the best it can be. We'll dive into technology, planning, packing, the routes and other tips and everything in between.
1: From essential prep to unforgettable routes, we've got you covered. Before we kickstart today's journey, uh, we ask you to sign up for our BMR Rider Alerts. It's our way of keeping you in the loop with the latest rides, tips and stories. We promise no spam, only the essentials to enhance your motorcycle adventures. Join the BMR crew today. We will put a link in the
0: show notes. Our first segment is called the Toolkit. This is our segment about motorcycle gears, review, and tips. We call it the Toolkit. Um, I could give up a lot of things, Todd, when it comes to riding motorcycles, but I don't think I would ever want to give up the communication in the helmets. Yeah. Um Ever since we started having that, I I just feel like it's changed a lot of the ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you started out, and I think we did too, Brad and I, with the motocoms, which was a pretty primitive. I think that really allowed two people to speak if you had two up. And it allowed you to have music in your helmet, um, which was nice, but it was primitive. No bike-to-bike with the motocom. Um, And then the autocom was something that Brad and I had that was a little better. It was Bluetooth that got back and forth. And then we moved to the Senna 20S's and I think things started to really get good then. The problem with the Senna's, as everyone will say, is it takes you an hour pre-connection to get all the connections together. Um, So that was always frustrating. And then I think here recently when the Senna 50S's came out, it just changed the game. Senna 50S is on mesh it's a one button click it. Everybody's on. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember spending, uh, we could easily connect two riders, you know, with our 20 S's and, uh, we, but once you started adding three, four, five riders, uh, it took forever. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the 50 S has just got it all worked out.
0: It eliminates frustration, but if, if you have any thoughts or if you're even thinking about it, I can't recommend the 50 S enough. um, They've got the Senna app too, if you need it. We haven't used the Senna app, I don't think, since the 50s came out because no. they just work. Yeah. But there are some settings and features that you can change in there. I don't know if you've looked lately, Todd, but Senna's getting into helmets and stuff too. So they what they call their their quantum uh, quantum series helmets. Mm-hmm. So that has like either built-in Senna. So everything you know, they're trying to make the whole thing go. But and Senna does have partnerships with a lot of the top helmet makers now. And so, a lot of the Senna stuff is plug and play, or at mm-hmm. least there's channels for the speakers and microphones. And I don't know, I think they've really run away with it a little bit. I think, you know, Cardo and Cena were neck and neck there for a while, but I just, it doesn't seem like, it just seems like Cena's really taken away and running with it. Um, something new that we've just heard about and haven't got a chance to play with is something they call Mesh Port. And uh, I was doing a little reading before this, and they have three sections a plus mesh which actually allows you to take any Bluetooth and connect it mm-hmm. um, into Mesh. The Mesh Blue, which um, is, I think, how older Bluetooth devices, like you could even technically have like AirPods connect to uh, the oh, Mesh. Yeah. And then the third one is Mesh Red, and Mesh Red is, is other devices. So I'm really looking forward to trying this out sometime in the next future, um, in the future, but a GoPro 12 has Bluetooth, you can connect this mesh red to that and then we'll be able to record all of our communications that we're having with video so so yeah Sun has really got it going on right now in my opinion so yeah looking yeah. forward to that yeah we'll, we'll put a show note we'll link in the show notes so you can check that out too so
1: well let's go to ride wise in this section we focus on planning and safety tips and today we'll discuss dealing with weather on the road uh, as well as pre-planning <laughs> so inclement weather is not uh preventable uh we we every trip i would say two out of three trips uh, we ride in rain uh, at least one day sometimes more and you just have to really be flexible you have to pay attention and start the day maybe by checking the weather um because oftentimes you can change your route to avoid uh some storm cells and and then we always communicate that to everybody in our group you know um, you know, we just have a game plan uh, for the day, and we're going to communicate that before we take off. And we know that if we if it starts raining, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look for a for a safe place to pull off. Yeah. And uh, if we can find a place that's covered, that's even better. So we'll we'll get under cover quick, put up, put the rain suits on, and then uh, you know set our set our plan for the rest of the day. But um, we just know that when it's going to rain, we're going to be flexible. We're going to slow down quite a bit. <laughs> Um, because it's, it's, you know, it's a little more challenging and it's, uh, just not a lot of fun. Um, but you know, I would watch the weather reports as you go, especially if you, you're suspecting a, a weather cell, you know, coming that day.
0: Yeah. And I think we just have grown to learn to call audibles during the day. Sometimes you just need to put the miles in to get there and, and you just slog it out. And sometimes you say, you know, like we could change this a little bit and either not ride as many miles, cut a loop off the edge, you know, just I think you just have to kind of play it by ear and see Mm -hmm. how it's going to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that kind of ties in with pre-trip planning, I think, a little bit. is like having some alternates. Like, I know when I'm planning things, sometimes I'll make a big loop out and around. And if things get crazy, you can cut through that loop and, you know, take a shortcut, um, which can help, you know, the day. I think we're really big fans of planning out the trip in details, I think um, I like to have every mile planned. Whether you follow those or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you see, you see a lot of the online groups, hey, we, we use the coin flip method, you know, and and, that, and that's that's okay. I mean, if that's what you like, that's great. I feel like there's been many a time where I've missed something that's amazing that I really would have liked to see had I known it was one mile to our west, you know, or something to that effect. So so it's good. I think we always talk about leaving flexibility. Um not, yeah, go ahead.
1: And I was going to say that's important for the entire group. I mean, when we started riding, we we knew each other pretty well. Right. Uh, you know, we were yep. good friends. We knew everybody was kind of chill and, and right. willing to make changes and, and relaxed. And um, if you haven't gone on a trip yet and you haven't, uh, you know, found your group that's going <laughs> to go with you and you're kind of, uh, be careful as you're choosing. I mean, you really yep. want to pick some people that are are willing to be flexible and just um, and not be whiners and complainers right. and Uh, You know, be upset if if everything doesn't go the way they want it to. Um, You know, it it makes it easier when you're having to change your plans, you
0: know. um, Stay
1: friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I really take into consideration when planning trips is uh, fuel range. So knowing who's going to be on that trip is important. Um, You know, we, we have a guy, Mike, he likes to, he has about 150 mile range in his head. I think he can really go like 190, but he's comfortable at 150. I mean, it's good. We don't want anyone to Todd's point is getting, you know, anxiety. This is supposed to be fun and relaxing. So, you know, a couple hours between, you know, with wheels up is a good number. Um, we've got kind of a pre planning checklist. I think that can help you plan your next trip. We've got steps that you can take kind of back your way into a great motorcycle trip. We'll put a link to those in the show notes. We've been kind of keeping track of that, adding, subtracting, Mm -hmm. um, but also, just uh, what I always like to do is get a you know kind of a, a good idea going, and then start to look around what you can find. That's what's around there. Um, you can research. Um, I like to use the state websites. There's state and national park searches. Um, if you get down to the city level, I've looked at the chamber of commerce's. Um, all those things are great options. And just googling, you know, what's in this area, what's in this area. It just takes time. It seems like it does take a lot of time to do those things, but um they're really 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 helpful um a lot of people use butler motorcycle maps those are very popular they're good um there's another kind of offshoot I shouldn't say offshoot but a competitor called freeman maps um they're technically free maps but they charge you shipping and handling which is fine too um but and then there's a lot of apps out there there's a ton of people that like to use the apps um there's rider apps um and then google maps i think it's probably the hard to beat especially with carplay and android auto coming to bikes um google maps might be the easiest thing to plan on and the most frustrating at the same time <laughs> we can talk about that at a later time but honestly it's simple to use it's easy to drag and drop and i think it works pretty good yeah
1: and one of the things that you always do tom and i appreciate it is you you do you look down to the detail of the roads in in iowa we have gravel roads uh, yeah. not all states do but Tom always checks as he's making our, uh, planning our routes, and he generally tries to find two lanes uh, right. for most of our rides. He looks to looks down and zooms in to see if they're gravel or not, and and, and that's wonderful. But another thing that you always do is we have a a, a pre a, a pre trip meeting with yep. everybody, get everyone together and say, here's the route we have planned, here's the idea, here's some of the destinations, here's where our stops are for the night. And is there anything else that anyone wants to stop and see? Is there anything in the area that interests you? Uh, Because we don't want to miss it, you know?
0: Yeah, we've met friends, relatives, um, found restaurants from drive-ins, diners, and dives. I mean, anything that you can imagine. I think that's the perfect time for that. One other minor trip when you're using that Google Maps, I think, is be careful when you're dragging and dropping. Because sometimes you'll pull, like, off of a road for a second. Maybe you get into, like, a parking lot. And then it's like, oh, we're turning up. Well, we're turning around. Oh, so yeah. it's just you really want to zoom in and kind of check the details. But yeah, that makes a great road. So yeah, the next segment is called Mile Marker. This is kind of our story segment. So um, as we teased a little bit, we've got um, an interesting Kentucky road incident. Uh, we were we were in Kentucky, headed home from a ride, and we found. I tend to throw if we're getting four lanes hitting a lot of four-lane, then I'll maybe kick off and do a, a small county road just to kind of to break things up a little bit. And I'd found a stellar Kentucky road for the ride home. It was a real doozy. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you tell the story.
1: It was just over one car wide. <laughs> and, uh, Tom, you happened to be leading that day. And this this day will never leave my mind. It stuck in my mind because it was the day I thought I was going to see one of my, my good friends get killed on a motorcycle because – here we were on this one lane, weaving, it was, it was around trees and around fence lines, and it just kept winding, winding, winding. And I was behind you, I was the next one behind you, and all of a sudden, here comes this giant Ford LTD around the corner. And he was flying, two guys in it. <laughs> and you were right down the center of the lane, and it was so sudden that you were on top of him. And my, I mean, my heart stopped. <laughs> and I don't know how, I mean, everything just flashed through my head. I was like, here it is. <laughs> And somehow you got stopped or you got you went to the side and he veered to the side and both of you kind of went off the
0: road and thank God because I, it was scary it was scary for me yep. watching it you know I, I was right there I don't think I had time to get scared <laughs> what I remember is I was watching him and he was not watching the road and I could see his face and then boom he looks up and his eyes got that big yeah. and from and then he he moved and we were all good but I can't be one hundred percent sure but I am Really, really, sh- I believe this road was called Old Railroad Road, and it's north of the city of Fall of Rough, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> I'll put a link to that uh, to that uh, city there, and you can you can see if you can find it. I don't know if there's bad roads in that area. They were just unbelievable. They were narrow, but wow, what what's some great riding?
1: <laughs> it was so windy. I don't know how it could have been an old railroad road, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know. That's what it was called. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we talk about planning a lot. Um, I think you can think you can be ready, and you're not. And I think the key for me is just like, if you've never taken a trip, yeah, just do it. If, if you can't find somebody that's already run a trip, then just tr- give it a try, you know. I think the first real, like, multi-day trip that Brad and I took was called, w- post-named it, we called Loop the Lake. Um, it was 2007. And we planned, but we had no idea what we were planning for. <laughs> um, you know, it was, there was no GPS, so everything was maps. So Brad was famous for maps in his tank bag, and he, he liked to look at those, and he did a really good job of that. But we had no communication. Um, we had no gear. I'm pretty positive. I maybe had a motorcycle jacket that <laughs> I bought, and that's it. I think gloves and a, and a jacket. Um, I don't know. I think the luggage, I, I remember the luggage being simple and really not that not well attached to the bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we ended up, you know, you laugh at us now, but I mean, we trailered our bikes from from our place to basically north of Chicago in a little town called Zenda, Wisconsin. My buddy has a race shop there and he's like, yeah, you can park them. So we rode up on a, or we left like on a Thursday night, pulled it in, We slept in Brad's truck. And uh, we, we we kicked it up in the morning, and uh, drove up by Green Bay, met my brother-in-law at the time and sister-in-law, or yep, and we stayed in Escanaba, Michigan, the first night. I, I won't forget that. <laughs> this this still makes me laugh
1: because uh, we originate in Iowa. We're in Iowa, and to get over
0: <laughs> to the Chicago area
1: is only about a three hour, three and a half hour ride. And I, I couldn't believe like I'd been riding for quite a long time, and I'd ridden over you know to Chicago yeah. many times. My Family is there, and and you were gonna trailer from here to Chicago, and then loop the. I thought, what are you doing, trailering? It's
0: it's right there. Oh my gosh, it's only
1: three and a half hours. But anyway, you did it. That's what we did.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we stayed the first night in Escanaba. Uh, there's a there's a big boy statue and restaurant still there. I think it's still there today. That was the first night. Uh, the second night was on the south side of the bridge in Traverse City. I remember, you know, that planning word again was we didn't have. Plans and we didn't have a room. I think there was one room left in town, and we got it. All four of us stayed in the same room. Um, anytime you're in the UP, you can't forget about pasties. Uh, not to be confused with pasties, <laughs> but basically, pasties is the hot pocket of UP miners of the past. Um, the story that I was told back then was that pasties started from leftovers from dinner. They put it in some bread, baked it, and that was what they took to work to eat the next day. Hot pocket, yeah. Yeah, so um, the Mackinac Bridge, um, great bridge that you know um, separates upper and lower. Uh, Michigan, man, what a cool ride across the bridge—couple miles long, mm-hmm. just a sight to see if you're ever in that area.
1: It does. It does have mesh in it, though. <laughs>
0: on one side is mesh. I think it uh, on one side is not. Yeah, yeah. So if, so if people if, get a little
1: nervous about that, yeah, it makes your your bike float a little bit when you're uh, riding you that
0: mesh. You know, sledder ride. <laughs> um, there's a little town on the south side called Bliss. Uh, the Bliss Store in Bliss, Michigan. It's just a great Americana general store. Um, it's about an hour south and west of Mackinac Bridge. Just a great store, um, locally owned kind of thing. Highly recommend Stop it in Bliss if you get the chance. Um, and then uh, Michigan 119, uh, one of the popular road, it's called the Tunnel of Trees, another narrow road. It's, it's not two cars wide. Meeting a suburban on the Tunnel of Trees, you'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one of the things I I remembered so well. And then we looped on the bottom side, slipped through Gary, Indiana. We got stuck. I don't know what the heck we were doing, honestly, Todd, because like we were in downtown Chicago traffic as well. (laughs) Again, no GPS. So, you know, we're on maps and then, oh my gosh, that my love of GPS may come from this trip alone. So, you know, we got the bikes loaded up in the trailer. We kicked out, took a wrong turn, headed downtown Chicago instead of out of town. And then at the very end of the day, it was about one o'clock in the morning. We're crossing the Mississippi from Illinois, to Iowa, and we hit something in the road. So we ended up having to change a tire. <laughs> and unfortunately, the a gentleman in front of us hit the hit the same thing, hurt his tire. We changed his tire first because he's like an eighty-five year old man. So we were doing our good deed. Good for you guys. But uh, yeah, it, but you know, honestly, again, like we talk about so many times, like. I remember every step of this trip. It was the mm-hmm. first one. I remember how much my butt hurt on the third day. You know, like I was like, <laughs> we're, in, we're on the wrong side of the lake, and I'm never gonna make it home. You know, so um, so yeah, so yeah. That's our um, that's my story for the day, I guess.
1: This podcast can be found on bestmotorcycleroads.com/podcast. All the information you need will be there, uh, but you can subscribe on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple. Pocket Casts, and YouTube. All right. Uh, Roadside Q&A? Yeah. In this segment, uh, we'll be looking to answer your questions and take any suggestions that you have for topics. And we'll provide insights and advice based on our years of planning, uh, planning trips, and our writing experiences.
0: So we're just basically asking people to, you know, if they have questions or, hey, talk about this. We'd love to dig in, right? Yeah. And since this is episode one, I guess hey, we don't don't have have anybody anybody yet. (laughs) yet. We have no listeners. Please, no. That's that's good. I'm I'm excited about that part because you don't know what people don't know, and it'll be fun to to help out. So yeah. All right. So the last segment is called the last mile. It's our closing segment. Todd, do you want to talk about what? Yeah, I think for me,
1: building camaraderie and having uh, these experiences together is is really what I enjoy most. I think you enjoy most as well. Um, you know, sharing some laughs, uh, sharing the stories, and, and these are stories that, that will live forever. So and, and how do you do that? For us, it's the communicators is a big part of it. Uh because while we're writing, just to kill the time and uh, you know, we talk about our families, talk about our kids, talk about plans, talk about the podcast, talk right? about all these things that we'd like to do. And they're also essential for spontaneity um, if we're riding by something that someone sees and says, Hey, let's pull over and take a look at that. And they're in the back of the group, uh, without communicators, there wouldn't be any way to do it. So, um, these communicators, I think, as we mentioned earlier, are just essential. Um, you know, and it's a way to share laughs along the way and point things out. And, um, that's my favorite part, you know, just like building our friendships along the way. And then, you know, pre-planning, uh, yep. really pre-plan with your group, ask everyone to be flexible. Um, you know, there's no wine. you know, you can't have whiners on the trip. That'll just spoil your trip. So uh, be selective, you know, the first couple of trips you take. Um, and maybe a good idea is to just set some group ground rules during your first meeting and just yeah. say, let's all throw out some ground rules that we can all live by. You know, one might be, uh, we're not going to, you know, whine about having to wait an extra hour before we eat, you know, or, uh, you know, just throw out some ground rules that everyone can live by, agree to it and, and then have a great time.
0: Yeah, you bet. I think for me, it's just, um, as I reflected on this episode and talk, thought about that first ride is just get out there. If you've never done a first group ride trip, get out there and do it. It doesn't even have to be just do one day, you know, but if you don't go out there, you don't have one and it doesn't start kind of the the domino effect because like I said earlier, I just I I love that trip. I remember so much about it. Um, I remember the great things, the Bliss Store. We've stopped there a couple times when we've been in the area. The bridge. Um, we've got a great picture of three bikes and the bridge, mm-hmm. and you know, just take those pictures and remember that trip. So yeah, that's what I remember. But yeah, so yeah, we're ready. The next episode we'll have is called Planning Your First Motorcycle Trip. Um, so if this motor if this episode revved you up your day. Please don't keep it to yourself. You know, like it, subscribe it, share it with your crew. Um, We're really all about the thrill of the ride and the bond it creates, as you can tell.
1: Keep the spirit of adventure alive. And remember, bikes, friends, and endless roads, the stories ride forever. Take care.